Hello, world. Hello, people of the planet. <laughs> I think. Yes. Well, but um, hello to you, Theodore. Hello, Anton. And uh, today we're back discussing more politics. Probably. Yeah. That's um, that's kind of uh, that's kind of within the whole the whole business of everything we're doing. Uh, it is a lot of politics, you know. You know what? We love it. But today's agenda, we're going to talk. Bit more about like the climate sector, because that's getting riled up. Oh yeah, bit. climate politics. Mm-mm. Oh, fucking hell! There's a lot, especially with the new COP twenty seven. Yeah, COP twenty seven. Uh, known probably amongst most environmental activists as just a complete fucking cop out. Uh, nothing really happens mostly, and every time there's been a COP. You've just seen the line increase for how much you know energy we consume and how many fossil fuels we use. So, yeah, I don't think cops are gonna change anything. Also, cops are bastards. So you know. (laughs) 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 Uh, Well, yeah, the previous cops um, meetings have not went that well. No conferences are really yeah. not going that well as said they really only look unsuccessful at, it's basically just many different scientists going around saying we're doomed we need to do something but you know what nothing never changes yeah you see the whole thing about listening to the scientists well a lot of politicians do that in um in like the few areas where it's uh in it's appropriate for them. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, Joe Biden, for example, he'll like take over um, the the U.S. You know, get elected there. Uh, you know, however fucked up the U.S. electoral system is, but whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, Joe Biden gets elected in the U.S. and he says, you know, listen to the science, right? Listen to the scientists, and um, he does that with regards to vaccines. But then the moment somebody else tells him, hey. Yo, Joe Biden, yeah, my old friend, Joe Biden, yeah, we knew each other in, like, uh, the old segregationist U.S., no, um, and, and they're like, hey, Joe Biden, we need, we need climate change right now, like, climate change solutions right now, Joe Biden, Joe Biden will look at them, he'll be like, right, yeah, that's taken into consideration, and then he won't do shit, like that's the main well, point. Well, we don't know for sure because we don't know what's going inside. But as we look on no, it, we nothing never changes. No, like nothing is fundamentally changing because you can see there's just a line. The line goes up. The yeah, line goes yeah. up. The line goes down a little bit. But like most climate agencies right now are saying, right, we need to half our emissions <laughs> by like 2030 to make this work. Yeah. And all the countries are like. Yeah, yeah, no, we're gonna do, we're gonna do, we're 2050, maybe. Yeah, can we they, do 2050? They, they're like, oh, 2050, a, can we extend the deadline, please? Exactly, it's like, extend the yeah. deadline, it's a great idea, we want to be a part of it, just start right now. No, yeah, just, just not, just, just not please, right just hold off for and a the second. Is like, You're wait, being what? a climate extremist, please stop, <laughs> yeah, no, just take a break right now. And it's like, the stupidest shit, because it's like, oh, wow, um, yeah, no, uh, climate, every single fucking climate scientist is in there like, oh, right, yeah, okay, 1.5 degrees, okay, this is already high. This is probably going to cause huge environmental issues anyway, but, you know, they will be lessened to a certain extent. It's Three degrees. Wow, we are actually fucked. We like, are that doomed. is horrible. That and is horrible. right now, they're telling us as well that that's our course. 
we're we're drifting towards like you know two point eight to to three degrees according to all. recent reports, and that is too too damn high, and we are going to to absolutely see a horrible collapse of um of of many societies within like you know hundred years. Not only just that, but just a drastically and horrible. A crash of mini ecosystems as well. Exactly, it's gonna really affect us. And and like exactly right. Like even if you look outside of just climate in and of itself, we are already losing out on so much. Like a soil erosion is a huge problem. It's only gonna get worse in the future because we're not taking care enough at all in farming systems. And uh, lesser developed countries obviously just like they don't. Their citizens just don't really have the capability to just stop doing that. Uh, because you know they were kind of fucked over by certain other powers in the past. Maybe if we had a bit more of an equitable development in the past, they wouldn't be so horribly uh, predisposed to tackle climate issues. But at um, the same time, you can also argue we wouldn't be here where we are now. We probably wouldn't. Uh, it's true that the West has taken a lot of the the great goods of uh, of the horrible, horrible things that were done in the past. The question is, of course, whether we should, you know, continue doing horrible shit or if we should stop and let people develop rather than give them extremely heavy debts that compound every year that they are unable to pay with their GDPs because it is literally too much for them. Mm, But it's also very important that we... I wouldn't say we place them, but we actually also consider the climate, especially right now. But that's also the reason why the COP27 started in the first place, right? Because now also yeah. with the Ukraine war, there's a lot of emissions, especially with the subcharge Nord Stream having, I think it was 30, 30 million cubic uh, meters of methane gas released into yeah. the atmosphere. There's a lot of, um, there was a huge, 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 huge um, leak at Nord Stream, obviously. Uh, and that's like just from a climate perspective and not even regarding anything else that's that's horrible enough because uh, obviously methane is one of the worst like uh, gases in terms of, of oh, emissions yeah. and persistent uh, pollutants yeah exactly it's a it's a horrible 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 thing uh, and you do not want that <laughs> going up uh, at this point in time so yeah we're already like even before the Ukraine war, the world is not looking like it's going to deal with these issues well enough. No, no, Because no, no, our no. politicians don't really care enough, and Either private that, companies but, but, just... But is it really it. that? But Because if we look at it, it's very, very difficult as well. Just take like yeah, the well. energy sector. Just put that in the energy sector. We have yeah, a yeah. lot of coal burning and fossil fuel. Just Exactly. No, there's a ton of it. And obviously, we need energy. Uh, oh yeah, and, and that's, that's ever increasing, right? Because of our exactly expansion of that's, population. That's kind of the problem, right? And and as is very basic, you know, we do have a finite amount of both energy and resources to to actually harness that energy, which is why it's kind of difficult to justify the existence of a system that just wants growth consistently. Oh, so you're saying it's the systems? I'm saying that a lot of it's definitely due to institutional stuff. And that's, again, like, the the example kind of goes back to, you know, what do you do if you're in a company that makes its its money or in a bank that invests in, um, you know, these kinds of fossil fuels, right? 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's your main way of getting an income, and you can't really throw it away and just start investing in something else uh, unless you're maybe like a really big player, and that would be good enough that it would boost your image so much that people would still invest in you. But you know, for for most like you know uh, fossil fuel companies and uh, and banks that invest in them, it's a really hard and you know grieving decision to try to to do and. Even if you were the CEO of one of these companies, you wouldn't really be able to do anything because you'd probably just get fired if you tried. Yeah, because I know CEO still controls the business, but there's a limit to how much you control, right? Because many of the major businesses, they're still like, what was it called? Um, what, are you, what are you talking about? Like... Uh, <laughs> I don't remember the name. You're trying to remember terms. Yeah, um, no, not terms, just the names. The name of major businesses. Oh yeah. Um, I'll wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, Novo Nordisk, just Danish, Danish medical center. They are releasing Mm -hmm. a ton of gas or uh, emitting a lot into the atmosphere. However, they do have. Um, now, right now, actually, not that long ago, they have tri- just uh, put a lot of em- uh, emission catching devices into their um, uh, into their burning uh, sensors, so they catch more of the very pollutants, very hard or primary pollutants. Yeah, uh, I think a That's lot a of people. Thing, right? Yeah, it's kind of, but like the issue is that a lot of people focus very heavily on emission catching and like um yeah, but uh, emission capture, but the reality is it's just not enough. Yeah, right, because you don't really get down to the core. The problem is still there. The problem you is still there. You only smoothen yeah. it out a little bit. You walk you're trying around to the... you're trying to look, and most of it comes down to doing the bare minimum so that you look better, and and that's kind of what a lot of companies have been doing. They they like rebrand exactly. like it's a green yeah 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 a greenwashing is now a term uh, which I like quite a lot because a lot of companies will simply say you know you can trust us we're green you know we're both like ecological we're uh, we we take care of of, of oh, you know yeah. animals we, we I do actually all this. read about that and as then, well and then you have like at the same time as well like we we really take care not to emit as much as like our competitors and blah 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 we're trying to like. Yeah, yeah, rebranding yeah. into this kind of green face and the Trying only issue is that cool. yeah. most of the time it's just a complete cop-out they don't do anything but they like they'll like make their logo green or they'll 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 put something in their like description of like their uh, their goals on their website and they'll be like now we're aiming to you know uh help in the in the green transformation of our energy sector and it's like so transparently like no you're not like we can see what you're emitting <laughs> And you're not you're not decreasing no, it. No. You might not be increasing it. No, but you need to decrease it. Like that's the problem, right? Yeah, you're keeping it constant, but at least it's constant and not increasing. But you I read, I read. You could say that, but it's it's not enough. No, and 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 back to it again. Um, I also read somewhere that uh, on Ala as well, Nala, they have yeah. like those like cartons, right? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Major paper cartons now saying like fifteen less percent exactly. emission, right? But when Bigger you really cost. search on it, you, making a glass bottle is less is emitting less than making those cartons that are yeah. less. and transportation exactly. of milk and and cheese and all the goods they're producing. 
I don't know. I feel like again with the greenwashing term, that's a really good statement, exactly. right? It's very much. It's a very relevant term. Putting and on all their cartons, but they're exactly. emitting a ton. They still emit like crazy. And they're making they just, thousands, thousands they, of cartons each day, right? Yeah, and they're it's making they're making hella money too doing yeah. it. Yeah. They're like probably the I I don't know if they're the biggest, but they're they're nah they're probably like the biggest dairy company in Denmark, right? Like in terms of oh yeah, I think by far, right? They are yeah, probably yeah, the biggest. Yeah. Well, it's um, like it's an organization. It's multiple people are part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like yeah. the main point is they're like they're the big player, right? And yeah. for them to be doing this, it's clear you're a big company. You need to do something during the climate crisis. So what you do is a small rebrand. You add a little thing to your carton. And then you pretend like everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what most companies do because they aren't incentivized to actually do anything about climate issues. If they all did that, they'd probably go bankrupt in like you know a very short amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because but then you can also go back to Novo Nordisk as, as an example again with the emission, right? Because yeah. I know Novo Nordisk is stock owned. They have they're not owned by one CEO. Exactly. No, when that's the and, problem. And that's right? the problem, right? Because don't you have one at the top, and if he does yep. something, the stock owners we don't like that, and then you get fired. That's the thing, and that's why there's also such a problem with uh, with banks, especially because banks, like they need to, you know, make money for their investors, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The people that invest in different things. So the banks, obviously, they will divert their investments towards what is most profitable for the the stockholders, uh, as will companies. Of course, of course. And in doing that, they are actually far less autonomous than I think a lot of people think. In that they can't really divert too much from the path that makes most profit uh they can only do so if like people the stockholders themselves are like wow yeah we really promote this like green change uh yeah if you the only issue is look into it right? most people don't they, they yeah, don't care don't, the stockholders they don't give a fuck they not, make money not even off of just this. that but just perhaps just doesn't know yeah, no, they might not at all. Like they, they might not have any idea what even the banks are maybe doesn't. Sometimes right. it just doesn't care, and many times it's just they really don't know. Just really don't know. Yeah, no, I am um, not long ago. I found out that Danske Bank, yeah, is a major player in this. Uh huh. And um, I didn't have stocks at this time, but I had stocks, and I was like, whoa. Why are we not doing anything about this? Because the stock owners, those are like trading every single day. Like uh-huh, who yeah. owns what and what. And I hope someday, just someday, there's going to be one with a major amount of stocks. It's going to be like very green oriented. Something about environmentalism. But that's the problem. We have to rely on like the stock market to decide whether we transition to green energy. And even if you switch the hearts and minds of probably the entire population except for a few people it's still the stockholders that decide things and they're you know the major stockholders right so they have to have invested a lot but then we have to go back to the development right development uh, pieces or like de- development uh, terms in general just uh-huh. in sustainability in, in, in general we have two major development points we have economics development and then we have social development Firstly, many political. Uh, well, we also have sustainable development, but that's all. yeah. But that's in the middle, right? Yeah, because you to have something sustainable, you have to have both economics and and social development thriving together. Yeah, to some extent, at least. Uh, obviously, there are countries that are more sustainable than others simply for the fact that they don't emit as much. But 
you know. You, but you uh, can also say that there's a lot of those countries is not as big as those major mid you, countries. You you can you can say that, uh, but it's not so much about the size of the countries, more so the size of their economies. And in the case of obviously the most westernized, like the the, the Western industrial countries, they kind of got their wealth through emitting and they continue to emit because that is what grants them uh, a lot of wealth our countries aren't even necessarily particularly rich in terms of you know natural resources and such we kind of just um <clears throat> yoint those from other people and uh then we kind of kept necessary them. it could also be through trade unions uh but yeah no a lot of it's a lot of it's been right a lot of it's been covert like you know i i think things like globalization and stuff they imply almost like an equivalent exchange of goods and the reality is it's very unequal you know if you want to do a, oh, yeah. a trading agreement uh, you know european countries for example right when it comes to debt you can only go beyond like beyond like a certain threshold above gdp uh, for or not yeah, above yeah, gdp yeah. but like of gdp for yeah. a european country for an african country they can they can just continue to skyrocket in in this way because they they don't have the same like regulation it's simply like regulated much heavier in the EU. EU countries they can take loans at any point. Like in, it, they'll be fine loans. They'll have low interest rates. African countries they can't. Like that's just they just don't have that like possibility. That's one of the ways in which these countries are kept under. And then at the same time, we're sitting here from our high horses, you know, <laughs> making this podcast. Look at no, no, no. Like I'm saying, like Western countries in general, like Western countries in general. We're, we're sitting there on our high horses, right? We're saying, like, you guys, you guys down there, yes, you, the developing countries, you, you should be the ones investing in green energy right now to fuel your development, right? Like, oh, we're we're already we're already doing enough, you know. We're we're doing enough. You guys, you guys there, like India, you're industrializing. Do, do this green, do this green, right? And it's kind of hypocritical because, of course, we developed with horrible energy sources. That oh yeah, and that's still a problem, right? Because that's yeah. also a political discussion: who is to blame? But then we then we come back to like the major questions: is still like, do we really need to blame? Because the problem is not going to go away. Uh, the problem isn't going to go away with blame, no. But we can recognize the factors that led to the situation we're in, and we can probably correct them. Uh, to a large extent, at least to try to make things a little bit better. They won't be good. That's the problem. That's what a lot of people don't realize about the climate, discussions about the climate. Nothing is going to make it good. It's just going to be better. Is, it's We're going to get a slightly be... better situation in 100 years. We won't have a good situation. It's no, still going to be bad. Yeah. It's just going to be slightly better. Slightly better. And that's the, the only thing we can the... really aim for. And even to get that slightly better thing, like most climate reports, most climate agencies that have been out, like the, the UN Climate Agency and the IPCC, you know, like these these two reports, like uh, some of the biggest uh, on, on emissions and such that have, you know, defined these high numbers that we're looking at, 2.8 degrees uh, increase by the end of... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by the end of the century um they've literally like and this is what people just don't seem to read they like they write in every one of these they're like we are calling for immediate system change this can't continue we need a systematic change right yeah, now yeah, yeah. we can't keep doing this and everybody's just like what 
What did no, you say? No, we're seeing. What did but you say? We we don't know how to change. Some no, but like obviously, I'm talking mostly about like wanna. politicians. Politicians, major businesses, they will look at that and they'll be like, "Yeah, sure, sure, man." But you know, I need a job, and this is my job, and I'm investing. You know, but that's 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 a very good point. But we also need to look at the energy choice and the energy, the. The energy security and in, in just in total as as terms as well because energy security yeah. is a very thing a very big thing. Energy security is basically, um, it's the basic. It's a concept of of a state security of how they're providing the country with with power basically for yeah. light and sources and stuff. And either you can do that, you can be independent, which is you could say the best if you feel like that because now you don't depend on everything else um which is also part of the security dilemma as well because if you're dependent on others you kind yeah. of again you need something to thrive with uh, that country the main as well. the main thing about it Places obviously massive like massive risks yeah yeah and i i understand as well like there are probably some some policy a small amount of them to be honest i don't think that i think a lot of them are slimy as fuck but i think maybe a few of them genuinely have you know good intentions maybe uh maybe they're decent people and that's what they've brought into it uh and they'll they'll you know they'll look at the the, the whole energy security situation and they'll be like well okay this system sucks but uh-huh, we switch uh-huh. away from fossil fuels well there goes our energy production and we kind of can't do anything so that's a point to that obviously the only issue is that this is implying that we won't do fucking anything to get us out of the crisis mm-hmm. which fundamentally we should be looking at because it's going to get worse and we're yeah. not doing enough and a but, lot of people have been ad- advocating it's what it's still notable uh, with the energy uh, crisis. Uh, oh, and, and, no, the energy security thing, because it's still a big part. Of it's a big part of decision well. making. And we can sit here and talk about, but it's still because mm, I know uh, if we take Denmark as as a uh, as a uh, one of the players on the energy market, we are very sure. green compared to the we're, other Western countries. We're green countries. compared to a lot of other countries uh, we have, in the West. We have 30%, a little bit more than 30% of our energy production is green. And then we Which get... Is, that's good, but like, again... That's seven, a fourth. That's more than the fourth. Like we're still, we are but still then we are now. getting, I think, was half from Sweden, and then we're producing a bit from our coal power plants. We're still seven. burning coal. Or we're, still, we're still doing that. And like that's most a, politicians, bad. they'll they'll sit there and they'll be like, "Well, okay, we need to." Do we're this. doing we, good. We we're doing keep, good. We're, we're doing, doing great. Good. That's the problem as well. Like there, there's that false like climate optimism that spreads, where it's like politicians can now just say, "We're green enough. We're doing enough," and it's it's stupid. And and then sometimes they'll even say like, "Actually, yeah, but we're not we're not we're not doing enough." But they won't do anything. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, and and if we just take Danish politics at this moment, there's a lot oh, yeah. of Danish parties. Uh, we actually just had a a election, but yeah. m- and many of the parties were like, "We need more greeners our environment. We need more greener, uh, more green, green energy production." And yeah. and then and, and that's a good thing. And they've been pro- yeah, it's, it's, promoting it's, with it's, with new windmills and stuff, but then. 
society comes in saying, oh no, but then we can't see the sunset. But that's, and that's also oh, a major yes. problem, right? I, I'm actually going to go into this because I think it's really funny. <laughs> so basically, Anton and I, we live in that small region of Ursel and it kind of is a summer house place. A lot of people go there. They it's buy a holiday, lot of summer houses. So they're like holiday right? homes, right? Uh, and they'll come there in the summer and they'll be there and they'll stay around and, you know, whatever, right? Okay, they've got their fucking places. Now, the only issue is that a lot of people know, so, okay, well, we want green energy, right? Like, okay, even if, you, however you position yourself politically, there genuinely isn't much opposition to, like, windmill installations yeah. and solar power and stuff. want green energy, right? Yeah, because we want green energy and we actually live in these areas. And then some other people who buy these these holiday homes and sometimes make up like a larger like amount than even the actual even living. the people actually living in, there you know so yeah even though there's, there's so some, many people there's some people also living there who doesn't really want but it's basically yeah also with the view something yeah like, the view yeah yeah like looking out they they want to be able to see the sunset and, oh, and all over, these, over the sea. Over the sea and all these beautiful things, right? And then the windmills are going to come and block it. Yeah, we and can't like, see with the windmills. Are I, like, okay. I fucking hate that shit. Like, I <laughs> please get the fuck out of here. I, I live I live in Nukabingshelen. It's like the holiday capital of fucking, I don't even know. It's Zealand, all probably. the way out there. It is. It's like it, people go surrounded there. Surrounded by water. All the fucking time because it's surrounded by by beach. Like, it's beach area, a lot of it. Um and then, you know, they'll, they'll have their holiday home and they'll come up there. And usually it's people from like the bigger cities in Denmark, mostly Copenhagen in terms of Nukabing. Other people might go to other areas in Jutland, for example. But um, the main point is these people come up there and they make demands that we can't have windmills because they don't like the way it'll impact their view. Like they, they don't their like holiday homes, so their just holiday homes. Their holidays, like what? They'll only be there for their holidays. But they just uh, they cannot accept like windmills, and I'm oh I'm sorry. God. I even I even say this like I think windmills are to a large extent even aesthetically pleasing. I actually like looking at windmills when I see them when I'm driving by. I'm thinking that's that's cool. We have some green energy here. This is cool. They like turn around, they spin around. You can look but, at the but, the different things, but they'll block your sunset. But but that sunset. Man. But the sunset is gone. Yeah, I it's feel so like I feel like it's very hypercritical. Because you're saying, okay, yeah, we want yeah. that, but not near me. So no one is exactly. taking initiative. That's the point. That's, that's Nobody one of the big, is taking initi- bigger issues, right? initiative. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to blame the politici- uh, politicians here. They cannot do anything. They have to stick by their uh, their citizens of the country and what they demand, right? I mean, I think there is still definitely a large blame to be They're, put on politicians because they they kind of influence a lot of what these people think, and also they influence the idea that somehow like change can happen. It just doesn't. But many need of to the parties, them. if not almost, if not all, all of them. They're saying we want more green energy. No, of course they're enough. saying it, but that's the thing. They're not doing anything about it either. But then, the, but then and they could the question as well. They can do. really do anything though? Yeah, they can. Uh, it's just that they aren't doing it and there isn't enough mobilization of a climate movement in this country yeah. to make them do something. And the worst thing I saw was like recently during the electoral uh, campaign, I believe like literally a day before the election, there was a big climate march. And I think I even overheard like, because I was at an Extinction Rebellion uh, meeting earlier this year I even overheard talk of this uh, climate march uh, being planned 
But like the main thing was essentially a lot of people marched through Copenhagen to protest, you know, lack of climate, um, lack of climate uh, legislation, lack of climate uh, initiative. And the prime minister of our country just started walking amongst them and was like, yeah, yeah, you're so right. You're so right. You know, we're, we, we really aren't doing enough. <laughs> you're so right. And she did that right before election day. That shows how absolutely fragile this is. This isn't something she would do on a normal, like, you don't feel like- I'm in office. No, Metaflexin would not do that. She might come out on like May Day and be like, wow, yeah, I really support the workers, you know, International Workers Day. Mm. And she might do that, right? But again, it's only for these specific occasions. She'll come out of the woodwork and be like, wow, I really support this initiative. <laughs> and then that's just because like, wow, yeah, the voters are are going to be drawn to this, right? Like, wow, I'm saying something. I'm doing something. I'm marching amongst these climate protesters. Yeah, again, it's still really with it's, the voters on the spectrum, right? Moving with the voters and their demands. But like, yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's also big part of politics to do that, too. But it's, the issue is they obviously, they don't address the actual issues of yeah, the Yeah, exactly. It's just, it, it just, just become more about it. appealing than actually doing politics. Yeah. And then the other parties, you know, the ones on the other like side of the spectrum, well, th- all they do is just criticize the fucking sitting government. And then when they get in, they don't do anything either. In fact, they <laughs> might even do worse. <laughs> so like, that's the problem, right? Like nobody's taking any kind of initiative. And like, even there, there's like so much talk of like uh, forming government over the middle uh, yeah, with regards is. to the election, which is so stupid because the, the middle won't do anything about climate change. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It doesn't care enough. Um, it'll just be like a bunch of the, the classic old Danish politicians sitting in a room and being like, wow, this climate issue, huh? These young people, they, they don't like the fact that we aren't doing anything. Uh-huh. And then they're going to say, wow, yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Hence, that's yeah, so true. Yeah. Henning, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, 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 we're going to, we're definitely going to, we're going to do something. We're gonna do something. We're gonna do something. That's putting on a something. They're not gonna do that. (laughs) That's putting on a local scale. But if you take it like into a global scale as well, it's not just Denmark being like that. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot. There was also the um, uh, last year. There was also the 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 youth uh, was climate co-op in Italy in Milan. Yeah, probably. And there yeah. was a lot of, and that was young people just being there talking about what we need to do while the the COP twenty six was going on. Yeah, that that actually also shows something, and, right? And there's now, a, there's a major population of youth people who exactly. are very displeased, and there we need are change right now. Tons of people, uh, who are who are younger, who understand that climate change is a massive issue, and they are mobilized, and they are, you know, more and more people getting involved in these climate organizations and um, they keep demanding and the politicians don't give. And fundamentally I am going to say that I, I do blame the politicians because they can do stuff. It's not that like we have to be fucking experts on every single thing they could do, but they could do something obviously within their current socioeconomic system, which is what I think a lot of them are probably uh, if anything torn down. Oh, by. So you mean like the private se- sector of selling goods and stuff? <laughs> reading off the doc yes um there is some kind of problem with the fact that we still have you know such a massive private sector and realistically a lot of it you know controls our energy uh production for the future and much of our other production as well um that's just kind of something that is that is a part of the capitalist system the capitalist mode of production mm-hmm 
And the longer we continue under that, and widely unsustainable model, uh, which even, you know, nowadays we have Greta Thunberg saying the same fucking thing as well. She recently said that capitalism is the fundamental issue, uh, that we are not resolving it well enough at all. And that's one of the reasons why she's probably stepping back is like the idea that she was talking to all these international actors, talking to all these politicians, getting them to listen, and they don't do anything. They don't care. Because they listen to Greta Thunberg, they think, oh, well, okay, that's just a young, yeah, and then young they, naive, you know, climate girl. Yeah, she doesn't know how politics works. We, we just fucking throw her criticism out the window. Uh, and yeah, now she's just getting into the meat of it. She's saying, yep, capitalism is fucking shit, and we are not fixing it. And if we don't, climate change is going to continue, and our politicians aren't going to do anything. Um, and even recently, our, our own ESS teacher, Kurt, literally said, like, it, the, if we have a government like run by something else than our current politicians, like that was basically what he said, which that implies, yeah, we can't continue like even our current governmental systems. Representative democracy, to a large extent, seems like it's failed in this department. We keep electing the same people. They tell us that they're going to do something. Again, with the and appealing then part, right? Exactly, and it's all about that electoral period for them because most people don't even care about politics in the interim, which is one of the reasons why we started this podcast. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people don't care enough about politics in the interim period. They just read up on the parties during election day. They take one of those quizzes which tells them which party to vote for, and then they just don't listen anymore. They don't do anything. Oh, no. uh, and after that point, that person. they just they just kind of sit there, and they're maybe they're critical of what's going on, and they think the climate, you know, Needs to be helped better. Yeah, yeah. But they just, they don't care enough. And they just sit there and they let it pass by and they think, I can't, I can't do this anyway. I'm just an ordinary guy. Yeah. I'm an ordinary girl, ordinary anything. And I can't do enough. I can't do anything. And that's kind of the, the defeatism that drives our society to the point where it is at right now. Yeah. And previous generations have tried as well like that's the problem as well there's currently like a big trend amongst our generation Mm, mm, to just mm. blame the previous people and act like it's all their fault when in reality it's barely even their generation's fault it's just the fault of a few pieces of shit who sat on the power for this period of time and didn't do enough and didn't care enough and there were citizen mobilizations there were loads of people talking and trying to get these Mm. people to do something Perhaps, but it it didn't happen because fundamentally our power structures just mean that ordinary people don't have nearly as much power as we want to make ourselves believe. Hmm. I think that that's that's one way of looking at it. I mean, like the thing is, if we're not politically educated, we have barely any impact. Like that's the reality. We can only vote for we can only vote for a party. And when you, you don't know what they're saying, you're just voting blindly. You're basically voting blindly. You're giving. Like and that's also another like point. Manufacturing consent. Uh, that's also a book. I'm just not gonna, you know. But the main point is, manu- like you manufacture a consent for something that people didn't really agree to. You vote for a party, and you don't really know what they stand for, but they've said some funny things on TikTok, you know. Yeah, and then you yeah. think, all right, shit. Like they they're probably good. Like I'm gonna vote for them. <laughs> the reality is, you're not thinking about anything uh, political at, at that point. You're just saying. I like the way these guys speak. I like how this guy looks. I think that that's cool. 
look, some other like yeah, but main it's also points, really hard. Some other main points like align with mine. Yeah, that's that's it. If we're just going back, if we just, now we're taking in consideration of the Danish pol- uh, political system. It's yeah. very hard because now we have like the, we have what is called like politics what the what the different parties are writing what they stand yeah. for when you actually go search for them but they actually yeah, when they go yeah. out and talk you have something called real real politics yeah kind of yeah exactly and, and a lot of them like they act like they can just kind of throw everything they set away and just yeah, kind of like, fade into yeah so, we're gonna we're gonna make a few speeches and say a few things and then we'll get away with it you know I feel like, yeah, yeah. And th- personally, I feel like this is very weird because when you join a, a party and you, you go into the party and you write, actually look at what do they actually stand for and you listen to what they're saying, they're not really saying what the party stands for. No. So. And especially the party not has like local politicians, they'll have like completely different view to the yeah, people that yeah. are actually like elected yeah. into office. Exactly. And so you're voting for something that doesn't really exist. You know, you'll have like a, a Venstra politician going to Ozil, for example. Let's say that happened, right? And they started talking about how, you know, we should we should develop this region and, you know, we should definitely get some more wind power yeah, yeah. here. We should ensure that roads are good here and we should have better infrastructure. And then the the issue is that's not that's not something that actually gets brought into policy unless that specific guy is elected in. Even in that case, like people yeah, will throw they, their vote for the party. Exactly. And then the party is just gonna sit in Christian's ball and think, well, what's going on in Copenhagen? Like they don't fucking care. They aren't hearing you. <laughs> so that's kind of the problem as well. And then you also have parties like Inga Stoibas, you know, Denmark's Demokraten, which argues that it's fighting for, I guess, the people that aren't high class. But they're also not going to do shit. Like, it's just the same stupid shit. They have apartments in Copenhagen. They do the same stuff. They just go out to Yulen when it's election period to Jutland. And then they talk to a bunch of people there and they're like, yeah, don't you think it's Again, unfair? Again, it's the appealing part. Again, it's, it's, the, appealing it's part. the appeal. It's the appeal. It's all the image. It's it's so much, so much investment in the image and a, a, a divestment to the actual values, you know? Like, it's you- not about... But it's it, not about the values. No, it's about the ideal uh, yeah, or, the, or the appeal of your your. Campaign. But if you go, if we go forward, could you then say that that by us not doing anything with the private sector, it's actually a byproduct of not having no sustainable energy moving, just moving to way too slow that we are in this crisis. I think um, a lot can be said for the fact, obviously, that a lot of us are simply ignoring climate issues uh, to a large extent. And even even I, obviously, I'm not like that mobilized. I've been to the the, the one Extinction Rebellion uh, like meeting I was at, and I talked to a lot of people who really do care. Mm-mm-mm. But it's like it's difficult as well to mobilize, and that's what a lot of people I think underestimate. It's like they will look on from the sidelines. They'll look at like the activists. They'll criticize them heavily, but they're not going to do anything themselves, and they're just gonna you know mostly stay in the shadows. Uh, they might have sympathy. They might not have sympathy. doesn't really matter. They are not going to do anything. No, no. And, it, like, the thing is, most societies will not have a huge amount of them, like, mobilized for a cause. Like, even even in the cases of, like, revolutions and all these, like, mass movements throughout history, there's been maybe, like, you know, a certain percentage of the population. Above, above maybe, like, 
three percent is definitely like a threshold where a lot of things will succeed. Uh, you know, five five percent ish of the populations in many cases, uh, even in terms of like violent overthrow, is the only thing that's mobilized. And you have a lot of other people who are just either sympathetic uh, or don't care enough uh, about about the thing, and that's mm, how they, mm, these mm. kinds of movements will succeed. So you don't need a lot of people mobilized, no, no. But you do need to have a certain amount, and you do you need definitely to have them, need to have a good amount. You need to have them organized, uh, like with common goals and actual like ideas that go beyond just saying, uh-huh. "Well, capitalism sucks." Feel like we just we setting up riots right this morning. You people go get yeah. get out there. Honestly, get out there. Get talk out there. about Organize. you need more green uh, energy if you don't want to die. At any point, and you know what? You know what? You should probably also come up <laughs> with some solutions to the problems of capitalism instead of just saying, "Oh yeah, capitalism sucks." Look at this consumerism uh, sucks, and you like look at a shoe that's like three thousand crowns for no reason, and then or like. I cannot say as much. I uh, like, agree or agree. Yeah, well, like the main the main point is just like there there are a lot of people who will say I I hate capitalism. Capitalism sucks, you know, whatever. But they'll they won't like try to do anything to research why or try to look at solutions, and they'll just kind of sit there with the mindset yeah, it that is it what sucks. It is. And that's that's kind of in some way that's like in the gra- the greatest ideology is not doing anything at all about the present system like uh-huh. thinking that the present system yeah it sucks but i'm not going to like i don't i don't care enough and I, i can't come up with solutions i'm just you know uh, i'm just uh, one guy and i you know i'm useless you know in the greater uh uh-huh. greater span of things and i think that it's just it's just sad it's very defeatist and we're not going to get further by just You know, no, and I, I I feel like personally, I feel like it's it's very clear that this is a byproduct of uh, our sustainable energy not m- definitely moving too slow because yeah, now we are energy dependent and, and the, very the dependent. Main, the main thing as well that kind of also argues that this is due to you know capitalism at large is um you know even even the original like reason why we even had like climate reports, uh, I believe it was Exxon uh, did a like a certain actual level of like real proper analysis of hey what kind of impacts do we have on the climate right they did yeah, that yeah. i believe in the 70s or so they they did uh, a report that literally detailed like hey we are having this impact it's clear that you know our planet is 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 suffering from this and then they hit the report they didn't show anybody that report so it's only brought up yeah. uh, you know almost almost like uh, at least like, it's really at least sad. 10 but more like 20 years later right the, the you probably wait till the 90s before people really even started to recognize mm, mm, like mm. oh climate issues yeah but real. then they come down to actually the terms like do you want energy efficiency or do you want energy conservation right well i mean conservation just means like the energy stays like yeah know, exactly the 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 the, the energy energy conser- conservation is more of a th- physics term in the sense of energy like mm-hmm. no no but like, like do you want to max out with m- ener- energy efficiency like are we gonna go max out are we actually gonna step well, back none, none of them are mutually exclusive you you can have energy efficiency um with c- conservation of energy just means that energy stays no matter how it's it's transformed uh. that's the idea So like basically you could you could have um you know for example energy comes from coal power plant it's generated by coal right mm, and then it, mm, you mm. know 
it powers something else in society. The energy is still there. It's just that now it's been converted into something else. And eventually that's converted to something else as well. You don't lose energy. Uh, that's that's the main point. Or like mechanical energy being converted into something else, you know? Uh-huh. So it's just uh, it's just basically saying energy exists and it continues to exist no matter what like really you, you do to it. You can't erase energy. It's just that there's a distribution issue. There's a limited amount of it. Uh, and it's not really possible to just have infinite energy because there's finite energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and even even then you can even talk about other things like finite resources on our mm-hmm. planet. Like we mm-hmm. don't have enough um, resources really to do a lot of the things that people are claiming we can do. Elon Musk, for example, right? Like he's big, he's a big guy, right? Big oh, fucking, yeah. big fucking guy. Uh, bought Twitter, uh, you know, recently. It's just a general bit of a, f- a piece of shit, but whatever. Um, you know, Elon Musk, right? His main like promise is that he's gonna, you know, he's gonna make those electric cars, and they're all gonna go to Mars. Like. It's kind of bullshit because the issue is that you need, and of course there are already a decent amount of Teslas being produced, yes, but to produce those cars, uh, you need things like lithium, for example. And lithium, as it is right now, with our current you know, supply and our, our ideas of supply, just simply can't really, you know, we can't extract enough of it to actually convert every car to an electric car. No, oh, yeah. So... We, we need moment, to figure something new out. Exactly. I, I mean, I guess ideas like Power to X kind of go into that in some ways. But even oh, so, yeah. it's a fucking struggle. And, I mean, it's going to imply in the future, like, green energy at the behest of other people being heavily exploited in countries where, you know, the resources are. Mm. Um, it's probably going to be what we're looking at if we don't do something uh, a little bit smarter than just making every car electric. I think you need to focus on something else. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Well, the, the, the Tesla company also made, like, uh, solar-powered houses as well. That's I, I feel like that's kind of cool. That's solar pretty... solar power is good. Like, obviously, you talk about the Tesla company, you know. It's yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. really, like, let's let's be honest. It's, like, a small sub-fraction of those people that but actually develop. I feel like it's decent. a good idea, though. And sure, solar-powered house, houses are a good idea, but I've seen solar-powered houses for, you know, a while. They've been around. Uh, hmm? Yeah. Yeah, no, like, houses with solar panels on top. Oh, yeah, okay. They are solar-powered. Like Oh, I, ca- I thought we still were talking about, like, how the Tesla houses work and stuff like that. I mean, I'm just I'm just huh? saying, like... You saw Tesla houses already? I've never seen those. No, yeah, I was talking about cars. Uh Cars are are a problem because currently cars emit a lot yeah, yeah, and producing a lot more cars that don't emit uh, anything supposedly yep, is probably not going to fix our problem because we can't produce enough of them. Uh, not in the, the quick time span we're going to need to do so. So unfortunately, if you really fucking like cars, uh, there is going to be a point in the future where you're just going to have to fucking chill out and stop you know, either that or begin to cars. love electric cars. Because no, there's but electric still a cars, lot of that's, things. That's that's what I'm saying. Electric cars aren't going to be enough either, because you in the production of these things in the first place they emit right. 
Love bicycles. Love bicycles. Love, love every bicycles, single bicycle. Love bicycle. Nah, no. Uh, public transport, <laughs> of course, should be improved. And in many cases, it has been in many countries. Uh, you know, actually, funnily enough, not in Western countries. In uh, in other countries, though, public transport has been uh, evolving. I guess in Japan, you can say like, yeah, they've they've got something going. But especially in in China, you know, they have trains that can drive three hundred kilometers an hour. Uh, some of them can drive even more than that uh, between destinations, and that's both more efficient than cars and less emitting. And you can kind of have the the best of both worlds in that case. Of course, we can talk about the continuation of using cars if power to X is efficient enough. Oh. And like can power cars, even though they are not electric yeah. cars. In which case, yeah, you can produce cars, and they will they will work, and they will be, you know, at least mostly non-emitting. I'm not really exactly sure how the science is science of the power to X works, Mm-mm. but um, the main point is that if that doesn't work, if power to X does not work, we have to look in other directions, and there is no choice. There's no choice now, and we are approaching the point where. And that's the problem. We don't right? have time to make that choice. We, we the just problem is make it. exactly the problem is we are approaching the point where we keep talking about solutions to the issue and science fixing it all and all this stuff, right? Just the it. reality is, we can't fucking wait for science to fix it. Like there isn't enough time, and the most of the people that are saying this probably are going to be fucking dead by that point anyway. So, like, if we just wait for science to fix our issues, some of them will be fixed, maybe. At, like, at best, some of them will be fixed. But we need a transition, like, now. That's, that, 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 that's the problem. By 2030, we need to have, like, genuinely done massive cuts. Yep, yep. And we're not doing them. Nope. If you look at any chart of how, like, we're, how much oil we're using, how many fossil fuels as a whole, it's still I- extremely high. We are... It's losing. almost even been rising in recent years at times. Um, like actually, I think during like COVID, it went like slightly down for a period of time because obviously yep. we were inside and there was a little bit less of that. Uh, but it's still just horrible. And if you look at the data, it's just getting worse. Yep. So I mean, obviously, getting worse in the sense that we're continuing to emit, and it's the situation will get worse if we should continue to emit as much as we're doing. Um. And even just with the emissions we have right now, it's it's already a lot. So, yeah, we're in trouble. And I don't think there's any way around at least blaming partially the economic system mm-hmm. because it incentivizes doing, you know, pretty bad stuff for the climate uh, in order to make a profit. And uh-huh. it's not a moral problem. It's not so much a... You know, oh, I I want to be the moral guy. I want to do you know green energy and stuff. It's it's literally not a it's not a moral. It's an institutional issue. You have these companies, kind of, even if they don't want to, even if they don't, let's say that they don't want to do it again. Yeah, with this, they have to continue doing it because somebody is you know expecting them to continue doing this to make them Uh, a profit. Exactly, and. Should they not continue to do that, then they will simply, you know, they, they will just be fired. Uh, yeah, which which, like, which really which really begs important questions as to uh, can we really change to re- renewable energy, or and is there really time for it? And is there time to change to renewable energy? Yeah, and that's kind of the and issue. Again, yeah, yeah. Short answer: yes. 
there is time. There's always time to, to change to renewable energy. Uh, but but but, really but the is question is the question, of course, is rather you know, are we yeah, willing yeah. to do it? Are we willing to do it? And also, how much will our current policies impact us? Because like the, exactly. the the issue is like we do have time. Yes, we have always got time to switch to renewable energy because it's going to lessen the issue. It's just that the issue is going to keep getting worse for every single time, like every second that we don't do something, the issue is getting worse. It's compounding. It's going to get worse. Yeah. Uh, we need more energy and we like, that's just kind of a constant. Yeah. We need more energy uh, production uh, somehow and we need to do it more sustainably. And there are all these issues we're dealing with, but we, at some point, we're just going to have to say, fuck it. Cowabunga! Shut off like ninety percent of our shit. I like that. Shut shit. off, like. shut off ninety percent of our fucking like unrenewable energy and just fucking cruise. We uh, maybe there will be societal collapse. It'll be a fucking calamity. The economic like situation will be shit. But there will literally be at some point there is no fucking choice. If you want to preserve our environment even somewhat decently, I still pick. Societal periodic societal collapse uh, over yeah, well, a society that will completely forever be fucked. Like, are we talking about like in general every single society? Because every just Denmark doing something. It's not. Like, going there to are solve so the many countries in this world that don't even have you know the basic kind of energy supplies we have, and they are like there are still people in these countries surviving, living. They aren't spending as much energy as us. That's another thing. Overconsumption is mm-hmm, generally mm-hmm, an issue mm-hmm. in the West. We rely so much on having constant energy. We have flow. the money, man. We have the money for it. And, uh, you know, that's obvious. A lot of it's not due to individuals, even so. Uh, a lot of it's due to companies and also pushing the, you know, this idea of overconsumption as being a healthy and decent thing to do. Uh, uh. But, um, like, we are fundamentally consuming more than people in developing countries, and there are still many countries where you can have examples of people still living decent, fulfilling lives, even if they are not using as much energy as we are. Yeah, yeah. We can we can do that. We can make that change. It's going to require a decrease in living standards. That's a fact. At that this point, this we are getting to the point where it's not possible to just do this quietly. If we had gotten the information in the 70s and all of our socioeconomic systems had changed immediately, it's like a fucking planned economy or something like that, where we were able to exactly distribute how much energy are we going to use this year, how are we going to produce it. If we got to that point, right, at that specific critical moment when Exxon found out they were emitting and they actually released a port. Imagine they released the actual report. Everybody figured out fuck, we need to do something right now. There would be a lot of time to do it. There wouldn't be this need to radically change society immediately. There would be time to just say, okay, we can take it slowly. We build some more renewable energy in this area, in this area, in this area. But we got told late. And now we're suffering the consequences. And I'll pass the deadline. We were told, hey, like, you know, climate issues are bad. They're bad. And They're very bad. there are still a lot of people, even in our societies, that don't believe in climate change, which is the most insane shit ever. Because the mo- as long as they exist, as long as they have a voice as well to believe, make other people believe that climate change doesn't exist, there's a big fucking problem. 
because if like half of the u.s population just thinks that either climate change is a fucking hoax or doesn't believe it's nearly as bad as scientists say it is even just that even just in the u.s alone that's fucking catastrophic and it'll continue to be horrible you know, and the U.S. is not going to reduce their emissions very much unless something like neither neither happens. is China. But but now we have new hub of COP twenty seven. I and personally, I feel like I'm I'm going to stay positive. I feel like they're going to do something. I'm saying they completely must, negative. I am. I do not believe in them. I am idealist, idealistic, and I am positive about change is going to I, um, and it's very important that this change I know they see it and people are getting angry and we've seen it all over the globe they see it they see it but even even like and I feel like this time this time they're going to listen they're really going to listen any other any other cop 20 26 25 any other cop conferences they were like they were like set up to this one this is the one I think that that is very naive <laughs> I belief, I don't belief care. constantly in the system just leads to complacency, and it means that you do less as a person to try to fix. But society. but by having most people by having no faith, like but but by having no faith, you are sure not to get anywhere. This is the problem. Like that that the the main issue is uh, pessimism of intellect, optimism of will. Right. That's that's a good quote. You know what that means. That means that you know that shit is bad, and you know it's gonna probably get worse. But you are optimistic about changing it. Now, changing it is different from saying they're going to change it. Changing it, like, optimism of will means I am going to contribute to the change. I see the issues and I'm going to ask everybody to go with me and try to change an unjust society. That's like the idea, right? Uh-huh. You know shit is bad, but you think that you should and probably could, with enough force, realize a better like society, a better system that isn't bad. That's how I believe it. Like, I don't think COP is going to solve shit. I think that our institutions are not going to do anything. I think well, our politicians I disagree. don't I, care enough. I feel like I have the imagination enough to know that these people, they are listening to their citizens. And these citizens... They might, they might be listening, but here's the... Th- Here's the Many question. citizens Here's the are very, very angry even, that it has not even if been they wanted, done anything. Even if they wanted to do something, they have to deal with a private sector that will oppose them at every that turn. That is true. That is true. And that begs and the question with the energy choice, right? So even which if, one is the, again, um, even if I believe in the complete goodwill of every politician ever, there is still a massive obstacle there. And if you, like, even if there is one, one single company that continues to emit in any form, in the future and continues and continues we will never reach like zero emissions obviously we'll never reach zero emissions anyway we could get far closer though without this system and the moment that there's still somebody using a coal power plant in this fucking world that affects the rest of the world as well and it's you can't regulate that, that in under our current system because it's, it's a profit motive profit motive drives basically everything <laughs> like that's that's the problem a system based on profit doesn't care about any other things than profit. It cares about what can increase productivity, what can increase, you know, the amount of resources we may get, the amount of money we'll make. You know, it's this kind of thing. What will make people consume our product? 
that's the focus. It's not focused on what can we do to change our society, to make it better for people, to make people actually have decent, sustainable lifestyles. What can we do to make the planet breathe a bit and have a decent time being a planet, you know? The oh, planet yeah, needs- but we still had, <laughs> after COP26, we still had a lot of angry politicians. So we're talking about the Danish politicians, we're talking about the American, and we're talking about the British. They were all angry at each other for not doing anything. Exactly, but the anger isn't going to drive anything. No, 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 no. That, that is true. But I'm just saying that they're system. they w- they are aware, but they're aware in the sense that I feel like they've actually come to the conclusion. They listen to the citizens. Now they know what common sense is, and, uh-huh. th- and this time, because of everything, and especially with the Ukraine crisis, everything is on. Everyone is on edge. I think that look, if anything comes out of COP twenty seven, it'll be like a crisis response. It'll be like, but the any idea, response is a response better than none. the I, the idea of that would probably be like, okay, we need to compensate for like energy losses in Ukraine, so we're gonna just we're just going to re- we're gonna make a bit more renewable energy in a certain like area to ensure that you know these countries have access to energy, and that is probably the extent of it. I don't think they would do any more than that, and that is like that's optimistic too. That would that be is an true, optimistic is idea. But any change is change. And I really hope that this change happens. But some change, discre- like the issue with change is that unless you address the entire issue, change can just lead to the issue seeming less clear and people being less focused on trying to fix it. You know, if you have uh, the climate change, like being better in a country, more people will think we don't need to do anything. It's the case with Denmark as well. Like you have, you know, oh yeah, this amount of energy is being produced green in, in, in Denmark. And a lot of people for that very reason will think, well, we are really at the, at the, the you know, the, the absolute tippity top of the, the climate, <laughs> the climate guys. We're, we're fighting the good fight. We don't need to do any more right now. We just have to blame everybody yeah. else. And I'm that's where that's you the get battle with the good and evil again, but it's not that. It's more I think, complicated. I think the problem, the problem mainly is just the fact that, you know, complacency is really forged by these kinds of smaller concessions. Yeah. You will get a population that thinks we're doing enough now. We don't have to do any more. And there are going to be a lot of people that suffer because of that mindset. So it's unfortunate, but it's unfortunately also reality. Uh, and there isn't, there's not a lot to do about it, you know? So it's just a very sad situation yeah, yeah, that's yeah. only going to be worsened by by people that think that it's just going to be fine and everything's going to be okay. And I understand it's difficult. A lot of people are fucking depressed right now, very sad about the way in which society is looking. And you know what? It makes sense. It was about to say... If you're depressed sense. right now, it about makes sense. the about the climate things. If you're depressed about the climate, if you're depressed about the sustainability of our society, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like that that's the that's the thing they don't want to like the the psychologist will probably not necessarily tell you that either. I mean they might, maybe some. But it actually fundamentally makes sense to be extremely sad about the system, especially if you don't feel like you can do anything. You know, being helpless, we being, all have, have being that helpless feeling. is a huge, huge thing. Uh, and it feels fucking awful to to feel like you can't do anything. Yeah, it's and, so bad. Um, it's really, really bad. 
It's one of the worst feelings in the world. But again, it's it makes sense. Like if you have that mindset, you can concentrate all that all that you know sadness into you know, trying to to fix that society. But even so, that's really fucking difficult to do. Um, the only thing I can really say is just try, just try to to, to say that you give at least some kind of support to the climate movements and such. Like, don't be yeah. one of those guys sitting there at the TV going like, oh, these fucking youngsters, these dumbass idiots, you know, they're not they're not doing it the right way or whatever. Just, just try yeah, to be a little bit, way. like, try to just at least give support. Even if you don't, if you can't organize, if you can't be, the, you know, on the fucking streets yelling with yeah, a picket yeah. sign, just please, just tacit some kind of, of like, you know what, even if I'm like critical of this, I support it in some sense, right? Yeah, that's true. And then we uh, come to the last point here, which is we want to end up with if if the future population is going to look back at the situation we are in in 2023 on this Thursday, this evening. In 2023? Well, I think if they, they... If they're going to look back at this time, like specific time. I think that fundamentally they will probably think roughly the same thing that, you know, we're saying right now. A year is not a lot of time. So, and I mean, yeah, you're no, still going to be in the the IB in a, in a year, right? So... Yep. So, like, the main thing is just, uh, it's probably not going to be uh, much of a different from that point. But I think if you look 50 years in the future, people will probably hate our guts for the same reason that we dislike our previous generations. Uh, feeling that they didn't do enough. Feeling that they, yep. they neglected their responsibilities to the planet uh, and neglected their responsibilities to, you know, to resist. However, I feel like it's system. also, mm, again, it's not their individual's fault. It's just, again, as we talked about, it it's could not, be it's placed not, on It's not the system. individual's for, fault, but that's the issue. For, like, future generations, and that's the, the, the point right now as well I was trying to make, is like, the future generations, they won't think about that. They won't think it's because of the power structures. They were kept down. They tried. They really did try. They won't think that. They'll think, fuck this generation. They fucked everything up for us, you know. And, and that's probably, they're, and they're maybe in some sense they're right, but obviously in another sense, yeah, it was because we have existing power structures that keep us down, keep us, you know, trying to cope with everything. And obviously people need to live lives. You can't just fucking have everybody organized constantly being out there politically outspoken no, no, doing everything true, true. most people will not do that people live their lives and that's probably one of the reasons for you know complacency as well and i understand it i understand the mindset like i i also used to think you know the climate climate will be fine you know it'll fix itself yeah, some so, so somebody someone's, somebody's gonna do something someone's gonna do something or it's gonna fix itself it's not it's that's the problem. Initiative. It's not gonna. It's initiative. not going to fix itself, and that's why you need that initiative, and you need to stand up to those structures. Because if you don't stand up to the structures that you're going to be, the issue, you're going to be kept down. You're going to be. You're going to be kept down in any case. Uh, the only difference is that you know, one way you know you die, and you know that you didn't fucking do anything, and the other way 
you might die and you'd know that you you did something and you tried and you at least were one of those people <laughs> that can say hey i was trying to fucking do something at that point i was protesting this i was saying this is wrong i was trying to actually do something i might not have been successful no, but no. at least i fucking tried and you can yeah. also say the most important words i told you so that is true and i think you'll we're always be able to you'll always be able to say i told you so <laughs> i, I love that so. phrase i love the phrase i told you so yeah yeah from every socialist in history we told you so in the future 50 years from now exactly i told you so we told you so <laughs> the spirits of the fucking dead or maybe our half rotting corpses that we've become we told you so we told you so this has been the the funny political podcast Torstays Analysen with Theodore and Anton and we are very happy that you listened. Thank you. Goodbye. Also, we thought our first episode was lost, so um yeah, we were a little bit uh, sad about that, but it's up and we're going to um we're going to talk about Ukraine in that one if, you know. You probably already listened to it. But <laughs> for us this is this is big news. Big news. We thought it was lost. So, perfect. Uh, have a good day. This was the second episode of the, the great podcast. And uh, good night. We hope the people of the world have a good night and a good morning when they wake up. A good weekend and Friday. And some other days in some the future. Days. At some point. Good Thursday. Good Thursday.